0: Uh, Our texts this morning are not ones that often get preached on. Uh, A snippet from the Gospel of Luke, a small section from the Gospel of Matthew, and would invite us to simply open our hearts to what God is saying in them. Uh, A snippet from the Gospel of Luke is what Jesus' disciples were doing when he has just been killed, and they have no idea what's going to happen next. And a snippet from the Gospel of Matthew when The religious leaders, um, Jesus has just been killed and they're not nearly as confident about what happens next as they maybe thought they would have been. But please join me in prayer that we would hear God's voice revealing himself through this scripture. Uh, Lord Jesus, as we spend time with these passages from the Gospel of Matthew and Luke, what we call Holy Saturday, the day that you spent in the grave, sharing our death with us. Open our hearts to, to you. Your presence and your promise, your trustworthiness, we pray in your name amen for our gathering today we have two readings from the gospels both narrating what happens at the very end of friday and what happens on saturday friday when jesus was crucified and saturday the day before jesus was resurrected from the gospel of luke last two verses of chapter 23 As Jesus' body was taken away, the women from Galilee followed and saw the tomb where they placed his body. Then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to embalm him. But by the time they were finished, it was already the Sabbath, the sun had gone down. So they rested according to the commandment. And we also will read from Matthew chapter 27 again, narrating what happens on Friday. Uh, Matthew adds the detail that it was a rich man named Joseph of Arimathea who provided the tomb and that the women saw where the body was laid and stayed there looking for a while. The next day, the day after the preparation, in other words, on the Sabbath, the leading priests and Pharisees went to see Pilate, the Roman governor. They told him, sir, Literally, Lord. We remember what that deceiver once said while he was still alive. After three days, I will be raised from the dead. So we request that you, sir, seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body and telling everyone he came back to life. Uh, If that happens, we'll be worse off than we were at first. Pilate replied to them, You have guards. Go, seal it as best you can. So the religious leaders sealed the tomb and posted guards to protect it. This is the word of the Lord to us. Thanks be to God. When we come to Holy Saturday, there's not a lot of narrative. Let's be honest, there's some notes as we heard read that the women and the others rested on the Sabbath day because it was the Sabbath day and they weren't to do any work. Dearly, beloved, having died notwithstanding. We get this note about the Pharisees doing their thing, and and we'll get to that in a moment. But what we do get is the ability to put ourselves into this day in a pretty intense way. We'll, We'll get to Good Friday next week, and then we'll get to Thursday the week after that, and Wednesday the week after that. But... Most of us know a little bit about what happened that week. Jesus is killed on Friday. He's crucified. It's a death for slaves and traitors. It's a day for slaves and traitors who are not citizens of the Roman Empire. It's a gruesome, long, nasty way to die. And Jesus' friends and disciples and followers and, yes, indeed, family have watched him die. It's worth actually putting ourselves into the situation for a moment. And let's indeed use our imagination to see what they have seen. To hear what they have heard. Hammers, nails, flesh being ruptured groans sighs gasps mocking (laughs) laughing from those who wanted jesus dead all of this is what's going on for jesus family and friends and followers On Holy Saturday. It's all more than a little messy, not unlike a garage. There's a painting by a French artist, uh, James Tissot, that shows the two Marys. As Matthew, uh, just before the text we read this morning, as Matthew narrates it, Mary and the other Mary, watch. Joseph of Arimathea, as he arranges this rich man who'd been a a secret follower of Jesus, uh, the two Marys watch as Joseph and, and presumably some of his servants lay Jesus into the tomb. And the way that Matthew narrates it, you get the sense that much like in this painting, even after the burial is complete and the stone is rolled in front of the tomb to seal it up, the two Marys continue watching, just just sitting there watching the tomb for, for some amount of time until the, the near setting of the sun reminds them that they do in fact need to return back into the city to observe the Sabbath to participate in in preparing the burial spices that they will then come back on Sunday morning to, to lay on Jesus' body. And then together with Jesus, again, friends, family, followers, they observe the Sabbath day. They rest on the Sabbath day as God had commanded. And yet I do think we should see at least this much, that they wait In hope not hope for Jesus to be resurrected it's it's unclear to to me and indeed others over the centuries it's unclear to me how much of Jesus predictions of his resurrection had at all really penetrated their understanding certainly they don't seem to be remembering it now or indeed tomorrow morning when the women go to the tomb to to honor Jesus body but their trust in God has not completely evaporated. They rest according to the commandment. They don't have any idea what God is up to, but they rest according to the commandment. It may be only, again, muscle memory, but they rest according to the commandment. They, they're waiting, they're looking, collapsing, But they are still looking to God in how they structure structured their day, their week. They're looking to God to make some sense of what has just happened. The contrast between these women and the religious leaders could not be more stark whereas the women, and again, presumably the men, are resting on the Sabbath day according to the commandment, putting their trust, even in a difficult situation, in God's hands. Here, the religious leaders are, well, they're taking their own future into their own hands because on a day that they ought to be gathered in the presence of Lord God Almighty, they are, in fact, gathered in the presence of the Roman governor. And using, no less, a title that has been used in the Gospel of Matthew only for God or indeed Jesus, twice they refer to Pilate as Lord. No, no, no. These religious leaders... As anxious as they are for their future, they're taking their future into their own hands. They're trusting in their ability to scheme and plan and organize their way out of this. The irony of the situation is, of course, pretty clear. The women, in their choosing to simply rest according to the commandment, end up, as we know because we know the story of Easter, they end up having everything they wanted and so much more and these religious leaders in their self-efforts to secure their future on their own ignoring god's role in the whole thing end up actually making the evidence for jesus resurrection that much more dramatic with a guard and a seal over the tomb the fact that he then rose from the dead could now not be blamed on jesus disciples stealing the body so what might this all mean where where we live where we actually spend our time day by day week by week our lives here in the 21st century among many other things we could say, certainly we must say this, God is a God who keeps his promises. Even if it's a promise that we've barely remembered, the fault is on us for not having paid attention and not having remembered, not on God for somehow not keeping something on our timescale. In fact, in this one, in this situation, in this story, Jesus' delay in resurrecting actually makes his victory over death that much more secure imagine if as our muslim friends will put it jesus only swooned on the cross he just he just seemed dead he was just mostly dead then his victory over death could we be satisfied that he had in fact shared our death with us and now shares his life with us In the same way that we can now be certain that Jesus, having been dead, dead, completely dead in the grave for 36 or perhaps a few more hours, he was fully dead. He has shared our death with us. And how much more will he then give his life to us? And related to that, though, we can certainly list off the various ways and areas that our lives that we look for security. Our job, our family relationships, our friendships, our bank accounts. And on and on and on our health, our safety, the national success, whichever way we tend to define that, depending on our political predilections. In whatever way, friends, we define our security apart from the promises of God. We're building our lives on sandy soil that can and will be washed away when the storms come. Now, we're invited to build our lives on God's words to us, His promises, His reliability his faithfulness his loyal love to anyone he calls his own and the fact that no human strategy can hinder God stop God in any way get in the way of God doing what he promises he will do including raising back to life himself and all of us who are in him because nothing can stop God We can rest secure. It should not escape our attention that Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, the God of the universe, through whom all creation was made, rested in the grave for, again, something like 36, 38 hours. And if he can rest, so can we. Because if he's rested, if he's conquered death itself, what can we be afraid of unless we stop believing that he has in fact done what he said he's done and we stop believing that he will do what he promises to do, which is safeguard every one of us who is his own. Uh, In this world, there's plenty to be concerned about, plenty to be in prayer about, plenty to give ourselves, evil things to give ourselves to undo and be part of God's recreation in this world until the day he completes it in full. But in this world with devils filled that threaten to undo us, there is nothing for us to fear. Not in any ultimate sense. And so, whatever comes our way, and this continues to be an unusually interesting time in history, whatever comes our way, He's faithful, He's good. We can trust that resurrection is coming for us. With him. Amen.